Welcome to episode 185 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg. My co-host, Warren Sklar, is off this week, but I've got two great guests. Jeff Gamet's back on the show. We love having him. Welcome back, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and uh, thanks for inviting me back again. Absolutely. And, and it is not lost on me that when Warren is out, it takes two people to replace him. Yeah, that is true. It does. Uh, but uh, our our second guest returning, Mr. Guy Searle. How you doing, Guy, with his brand new shiny mic? It's so shiny. It is so shiny. And it's not that it takes two people to replace Warren. It's just... We just can't talk as much as he can. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that must yeah. Be it. Okay. That, must that be makes it. sense. That must be it. So, um, so uh, anyway, we've got lots of news. Happy birthday to the iPhone. 15 years. We'll be talking about that. Beta just got new releases this, uh, this week. And it was like within the last day, which will be hot off the presses. Uh, we have all kinds of other fun stuff to talk about. AirTag and private relay not working right all this other stuff but let's just uh dive right into the news here uh this week's news uh first story uh there's a report that apple is considering streaming major league baseball mlb games uh is apple about to blow up the baseball world this was according actually to the new york post uh mlb is in talks to let apple take over streaming rights for several games uh this is uh ESPN has re- has recently given up all the rights to its uh, week weekday national games. It's, I mean, that was synonymous for uh, ESPN and ABC, for that matter, for like as long as I can remember. Um, but uh, they're they're talking. Yeah, Apple may be d- jumping into live sports, which is uh, I think it's interesting and maybe kind of a little exciting too, because uh, the Apple continues to push their services. Uh, Guy, you being the sports fan, what do you think? I think that Major League Baseball is making a mistake unless they allow for streaming all the games and for whoever the person is or the entity is that is going to stream those games to uh, to allow them to serve it up to whoever it is that that subscribes for however much it's going to cost. It's ridiculous. It's like, well, we're just going to try it and and do like just a couple of games because it's like, yeah, no, you you either go in, either go big or go home. You know, don't 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 do this halfway crap. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, but I I, I think Apple's uh, really trying to just jump into this live arena. I mean, this is probably this is just going to be a start. Uh, any thoughts, Jeff, on this? Uh, you know, I'm not really into spectator sports, right? Uh, but looking at it from a business perspective, Guy nailed it. This is not the kind of thing where you just dabble a little bit to see what happens. No. You have to commit, and you have to commit all the way, and you have to ride it out for a while before you decide if this is going to, to work or not. Uh, a couple games just to see what happens? No. That's that's a fail right out the chute. Yep. Yeah. Just like the... Texans, you keep a coach for one year and fire him. Well, you, you never know what's going to happen now, will you? Well, in that case, you do know what's going to happen. You're going to get a new coach every year. Every year. Welcome yeah. to Cleveland. <laughs> That's right. 
All right. Well, uh, should be interesting to see where that goes. Um, uh, Apple uh, did release a minor update to iOS uh, 15.2.1. Uh, that was released yesterday as we record this. Uh, uh, today, it was a minor release for iPhone and iPad users, and the software comes one month after 15.2 was launched uh, with a slew of improvements. Um According to the release notes, the update was that big, huge bug uh, through HomeKit uh, and uh, also through an iCloud link not able to load and it fixes a bug with third-party uh, CarPlay apps not responding to input. Yeah, I was kind of experiencing that in my car. Um, I would have been happy if it had fixed first-party CarPlay apps not working. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, but I know there was a big, there was a, I doesn't even mention this in, in the Mac, Mac Rumors article here that, uh, there was, uh, there was some pretty, pretty serious vulnerabilities with HomeKit, wasn't there, Jeff? Well, I mean, it's a serious vulnerability, but it's a, also a vulnerability that's highly unlikely to be exploited yeah. because you're talking about creating, uh, device names on the HomeKit network that have 500,000 characters or more in them. Yeah. Okay. That I mean, that's yeah. That's going to be something not not uh, too often, or if it happened at all. <laughs> um, okay. So since I couldn't read guys' lips, I, I don't have that skill. Uh, I I will pretend like uh, like he said something that supports what I'm saying and roll with it. And uh, and note that Apple did address this. Uh, this problem partially prior to this update right. where they set a maximum character limit to, uh, uh, to device names. And uh, that, and so that addressed most of the problem, but there's still another way to get the long file names in mm -hmm. or device names in. And so that issue is addressed with this update and, right. uh, and that's great. Yeah, no, it's a good idea. Uh, go out, get them up, get updated. Uh, uh, when they have the dot one, dot two increments, you definitely there's a reason Apple's doing it. Don't waste, don't don't hesitate. Do the update. Um, and the, yeah. and, and while a guy works on his mic, we'll move on here. Uh, the uh, next story here: uh, Beats, the Beats Fit Pro uh, is going to be launching with pre-orders uh, happening on January twenty fourth. Apple Beat Fits Pro fitness-focused wireless earbuds are set to launch internationally later this month with pre-orders to start uh, Monday, the 24th of July, January, excuse me, I'm getting, getting ahead of myself here, 2022. Uh, the earbuds will be released globally on the 28th of January. Uh, and this is a tweet actually from Beats, which of course is owned by Apple. Um, this will be Apple's newest uh, Beats earbuds featuring flexible wingtips to keep them in, in the ear, a charging case, silicon tips, act active noise cancellation and uh, spatial audio. Uh, what do you think, Jeff? <laughs> I think it's great that you muted guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, okay. So Apple doing this, or excuse me, beats doing this. Great. Um, it, it gets more features that uh, users wanted in uh, into their ears, I suppose, as opposed to their hands. And, uh, uh, this is exactly why Apple is keeping the Beats brand as its own brand, even though yeah. they're making basically Apple products now. Yeah, it just, it just seems like uh, there's a lot of 
earbuds in the marketplace now. I mean, I reviewed a couple of them sim from from the CES event. Uh, you know, Jabra and Belkin, and there's just so many others, and they're all working with the Find My. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. Air, AirPods are not just aren't alone in, in this in this arena, and uh, that, that's good to see. They they need some competition, and and then even Apple's competing with itself. I mean, you know, with with Beats, it Beats its own product. So, well, um, if you're going to cannibalize your sales, it might as well be with another brand that you own. Yeah, that you own. So, uh, but let's uh, go ahead and move on here. The uh, next story ahead here uh, in Mac Rumors, G- the Gmail app for iOS adds a new inbox widget. Uh, Google recently updated the Gmail app for the I- for iOS devices, and though it's not mentioned in the release notes, the new version of the app includes a second Gmail widget. Uh, the new Gmail widget displays the, the last three emails in a Gmail box, along with a button to compose a new message, new email message from widgets. Uh, Google's new widget is much more informational because it provides actual email content, uh, and uh, unlike its prior version. So, uh, Jeff, I think this is the, I, I like to see a lot more uh, app developers are doing these types of widgets because. Um, I don't. I, I should use widgets more. I, I know you're a big widget user. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this is going to be a this is going to be a good thing, especially with G, there's so many people using Gmail these days. It's a good thing because at this point, if you want to be perceived as a good player in the Apple space, you need to be uh, uh, providing widgets that offer value, and so that's what Google is doing here. Good for them, and uh, and I'll pretend like I'm guy for a minute. And, you know, it's really great what Jeff just said. I think he's just the smartest guy in the world. <laughs> we got to improvise. Uh, 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 guy, you might need to change bikes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think it's a, it, it is a good thing. And I'm, I'm glad to see you. And Google is, is being very ado- adapt, uh, they're adopting pretty much lots of things in iOS these days. So, um, and, and it's, it's a good thing to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, Next story here, Uber. Uh-oh. This is in Mac Rumors. The Uber Apple Watch app no longer works. Uh, Uber has appeared uh, appears to have sil- silently ended support for its Apple Watch app last last month, which is in the end of December in 2021. Uh, and multiple Uber users have noticed that they no longer are able to hail a ride from their wrists. And it says it right on the watch. Please switch to the, the, the mobile app. We are no longer supporting this app. Curiously, Uber has not removed the app from the store. <laughs> Which makes no sense if it's not working anymore. Uh, but the app still is able to be downloaded and installed on the Apple Watch. But what's the point? It doesn't work. Uh, I'm surprised that Uber did this. And maybe this, this no, they don't want to support it anymore. It's not easy. It'd be interesting to see why that's the case. I, I would love to know why it's the case that they're doing this. Because yeah. uh, to me, this is a stupid move. Uh, looking in from the outside. Because yeah. when you're out and about and you need to get uh, a ride-sharing pickup, doing it from your watch is uh, is really convenient. And then being able to do all the monitoring and uh, uh, of where your your ride is just from your wrist is really nice and really convenient. So I, I'm bummed to see this happen. And every time a company dumps their Apple Watch app. Um, I, I assume that an angel kicks a puppy. 
That's right. That also mentions here that the the Uber's competitor Lyft, you know, they're they're they're, number, they're one two in uh, ride sharing, uh, ride hailing rides. Here is up. They pulled their Apple Watch app back in 2018 and have not offered uh, an integration beyond notifications since. So interesting. Maybe Uber will add maybe notifications of anything, but not being able to actually, you know, do their thing right from the watch, huh? Oh, I'm having a sad for guy. Let's see. I'll let him out. Let's we'll let, we'll allow him to unmute. Go ahead. You have to unmute. Okay. There we go. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay. All right. If you, if you were listening to this, uh, this story about Uber, what's your thoughts? I think that uh, beyond notifications, who cares? Let let them do whatever they want to do. And, uh, you know, I, I have to almost really question how relevant ride sharing programs like this are anymore in the middle of a <laughs> pandemic it's you know uh, people aren't going anywhere anyway and the margins are so tight on a service like that and it's so tight on the people that that provide the service that uh i i don't know if either one of these will live to the end of the pandemic assuming of course that we sometime some way get to the end of the pandemic yeah that's true um all right, let's uh, move on. Go on next story here. Um, this is in Mac Rumors. Uh, iOS 15 now installed on 72% of iPhones from the last four years. Apple today updated its iOS 15 installation numbers for the first time since iOS 15 was released back in September of 2021, giving us an idea how many devices are running the latest update uh, four months after it's launched. So iOS 15 is on on 72% of all iPhones introduced in the last four years. 26% of the devices continue to use iOS 14 and 2% run earlier versions of iOS. Uh, when counting iOS uh, iPhones released more than four years ago, 63% of them, wow, it's just are running iOS, are, are running iOS 15, whereas 30% were running 14, and 7% were running anything earlier than that. Um, installation numbers were lower on the iPad. iPad was only 57% of all iPads introduced in the last four years were on iPad OS 15. Well, 39% were, were still running I, iPad OS 14. So, Interesting to see these numbers. I think uh, I, I always like I always like reviewing these each year to see what um, what's going on in iOS, and and I always grin because you know what, nah, nah, Andrew, Android, you don't have anywhere near these types of numbers, right, Jeff? <laughs> right, and uh, and when Apple's adoption uh, rate isn't as fast as it was the year before, then yeah. the the uh, anti Apple people come out and say oh look it's you know no one's no one's getting it this isn't as good as it as it was you should have android um but no that's not the case and um even if the the adoption rate isn't as high as it was in previous years keep in mind apple changed the way that uh, that you get ios right. 15 as an update so it's not as easy to see that you even have the update so if you're getting a very high adoption rate with an operating system update that isn't as easy for people to find and just like install and not even realize they've done it, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you think, Guy? I think that having a device that is running the latest operating system, 70, 72% of those devices are running it is like amazing. And if the people that want to crap on Apple can point to 
any other device that is anywhere close to this, I would be, I would be willing to eat this hat. So, you know, <laughs> you know and, and it's, and it's not just, it's not just iOS, you know, iPad OS, you were talking about iPad OS. That, right. You know, who is even still using Android tablets from four years ago? <laughs> That's a really good question. That, that, I think I have it on one of the drawers somewhere. It's probably like Android five or something. <laughs> four years ago. Yeah. You know, and the people that are, they're certainly not able to run the latest operating system because the people that made their phone and their carriers don't give a crap about them anymore because they're no longer on their two year plan. And if you aren't on your yeah. plan on Android, your carrier and the manufacturer of your phone don't care about you. And that, and that's the big key. Uh, when what iPhone, Apple does with with their devices, they they control what up, updates go out. And versus Android, they do not control what goes out because it's up to the carrier to allow Android or Google to to release the update. And a lot of times, those devices don't get updates and are, are, are fall far behind. Um, interesting. I was going to do a topic about this, but I, I just moved to hear it into the news here. Uh, you know. I found it interesting that Apple and iOS 14 and 15, they, they were being very uh, uh, saying, okay, it's optional right now. You don't have to update. Now, all of a sudden, um, they're forcing it because <laughs> the, the, it's been a couple months that they, you know, because if you noticed when you went to go to the, do the update, it was all down at the bottom there saying, oh, oh by the way, you can update to iOS 15. <laughs> and But normally people, that was the reason why you get people to adopt quicker because it says it right in front of your face. It's got the little red number one in this in the settings icon that means oh i gotta do this i can't uh, no. it, 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 yeah <laughs> it's it's so uh uh so now they're encouraging people to now who are still running ios 14 to update to ios 15 there was like i said a reverse of that policy uh that uh, allowed them to choose not to install it uh so it it, it continues on uh and so to me, that's interesting to see that you still had seventy-two percent of the adoption rate to the, on the iPhone, uh, and they still put that in place. So, can you imagine? They we would probably be at about eighty or ninety percent at this point. Well, that's that's kind of the numbers that we that Apple had for like eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Within not even you know less than six months after release, you right. had an eighty to ninety percent adoption rate for those operating systems and. Frankly, you know, I, I'm kind of of the mind if people don't want to go to 15 for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, they're still on a, you know, they're rocking a six plus or a seven, then, you know, then alone, you know, as long as it's not a security issue and, and Apple pretty much keeps up with security on the older operating system, just leave them be Apple. If they don't want to update, you don't, don't make them update. You, st- you still got them all in the ecosystem. God, look at this. Absolutely. I'm on. Did you have any point? Did you have anything to add, Jeff? Uh, you know, I haven't run all the numbers myself, uh, but I think it's uh, it's worth noting that this year Apple is breaking out uh, who has done the update based on the years of the device, where previously it was just iPhone users, and uh, and I think they're doing that to make the numbers look higher than they are, but. Uh, that's still not like 
saying that the iPhone or excuse me, iOS adoption rate sucks. It's just they're trying to make the numbers look a little bit better for, you know, for uh, the optics. But still, I mean, we're talking about really good adoption rates and numbers that you just can't get on Android simply because uh, all the carriers are controlling what operating systems you get. And and breaking news, 100% of people using iPhone 13s are on iOS 15, according to Apple. Yep. Break right there. That's amazing. It is. It really is. All right. Let's move on to the topics for this week. That's the news. Um, As I mentioned earlier, uh, Apple did uh, seed the next version of the beta 15.3 beta 2. And... uh, it was sent out to developers, and then, of course, uh, not too far after uh, the next later that day, uh, which is actually it was yesterday as we record this, um, the uh, the public beta came out as well. Uh, and there really isn't much words to what hasn't been added, um, only in the fact that the, the as we mentioned earlier, the uh, the HomeKit um, bug be squashed with this, as well as the private relay. Uh, issue that we, that we're, uh, we'll be talking about here in just a minute with a, a huge story about that. Um, but uh, yeah, still quiet in the beta world. I mean, there really isn't much to really say. Um, uh, they're already talking about the digital IDs going into the wallet app. Um, yeah, that's still ongoing. It's going to take, right, my, my opinion, years to get all these oh, yeah. all the U.S. U.S. states to get on board with this. I mean, so it's going to be a long, right. long going here. You only have like I think what they they're listening uh, listing what uh, seven states here wow. uh, be the first states to implement the digital ID support. Uh, and even Florida is in talks. They yeah. say to support it. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, I, I install it on on this this X10R that I use for as a camera, and I have a iPad first gen, which is I'm I'm sad to hear that I think it's going to go rumored to be the, this is the end of the life the end of the line for that first generation iPad uh, Pro 12.9 inch I have. Wow. Uh, I think iOS 16 is going to be uh, is not going to be able to be installed. Um, and you, you, uh, I don't remember, guy. Do you, you don't install? Do you install? You, you install it on your on your iPad. I think you do too, too, too as Jeff, mm-hmm. right? Oh, damn it! Come on, you forgot to do it. No, no, the microphone is acting up again. So, oh, okay. um, I do it on the on the iPad, not on the iPhone, and yeah. an older uh, MacBook Pro, like a 2013 MacBook Pro that still will run beta software. Um, yeah. but other than that, for like my, my main max, I don't do that. I don't do it on my, yeah. my M one Mac mini. And, uh, I certainly don't do it on the 2018 MacBook air that I have. Cause if I need those, yeah. I need those machines and you want them to work. Is, is a quick path to hell. If, if something goes wrong. Yep. Uh, then, uh, uh, they did see the second betas for watch OS 8, 8.4. I, I tend to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Let let it be because uh, uh, the good the one thing is if you do install uh, beta software and you want to go back, you're you've bricked your your Apple Watch. So don't don't do it. Yeah, that that's uh, Warren's venue. That's War- That's that's Warren's venue, right? So and then uh, TVOS thirteen fifteen dot three is out. I didn't get even much to mention there, other than the fact that they don't they never tell you what they're doing with it, but it works. All right, so. Uh, this big story I wanted to more this more more so be a uh, a topic this week is uh, 
Private Relay. If anybody isn't familiar with Private Relay in cloud, it's it's a it's a service that gives you the ability to be able to uh, uh, privatize all of your internet uh, surfing uh, with the iCloud Plus service that's included when you buy at least a fifty gig or higher plan with uh, with iCloud uh, iCloud Plus. That is, um, it was all of a sudden stopping on cellular connections. Uh, well, notably, T-Mobile was was the one that it, it was it was the, you know the first highlighted headlines and saying, "Oh my God, T-Mobile is blocking private relay." How could they? My uh, my friend Brian had said it. Uh, he's been on the show uh, uh, a number of times here. It said to me, uh, oh, "If this is true, I, I'm I'm switching carriers." I, I no, not <laughs> uh, calling him out, but it. it I, I had this feeling that it, it wasn't going to be the case, but Apple does say that iOS 15.2 includes no changes that would have had toggled iCloud privately relay to be turned off. Uh, and then, uh, and another article we have in here in the show notes, uh, this, uh, T-Mobile's response to this says, uh, they, uh, they explain why their, their customers didn't have it. Um, and basically in the statement, it says, uh, uh, the overnight, our team identified that iOS 15.2 released some devices settings default to the feature being toggled off. We have shared this with Apple. This is not specific to T-Mobile. Again, we have no broadly blocked. We have not broadly blocked iCloud private relay. So, so T-Mobile is saying it's not our fault, and Apple's saying it's not our fault. Right. User <laughs> error. Yeah. So. Um, it, the the fact of the matter is it, it, I mean, it was beta. It is something really new. It's not, uh, you know, Apple just brought this in when iOS 15 was introduced. Um, so I, I like it. I like the fact that you can put your, 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 um, internet activity private right off the bat and not have to do it through, you know, being the, the browser or anything like that. Uh, it, it, uh, restricts your IP, IP address location. So I, I think it's a, it's a good thing that they are doing this. Um, so, but like I said, yeah, Apple says no and T-Mobile says no. Well, <laughs> Go figure. Where you surf to, could, couldn't that also have something to do with it? If, if some of these websites are saying, you know what, we, we see that you're using private relay. So we're going to block certain IP addresses that we see are using private relay. I don't think that would give yeah. the error that people are seeing in settings, though, because it, this is something that's popping up saying, hey, look, it's just not going to work. Hmm. But I could yeah. totally see uh, websites doing exactly what you said. But that, uh, but then you come across here, and then uh, this was article 9to5Mac, uh, iOS 15.3 beta 2 clarifies to users how to fix iCloud privately relay network errors. Uh, and it, it says that uh, following multiple reports of what we just talked about, uh, the company has updated the iCloud private relay network error message within iOS 15.3 beta 2. Um, and, and it basically goes in, you just turn off, you, uh, you can go in your uh, the, your cellular plan, and it, it has been turned off in your, in, your, in your cellular settings. You just go in and you're able to just turn it back on again. So, uh, yeah, this is this is quite a dilemma here. And like I said, you just uh, this has been going back and forth between Apple and specifically T-Mobile. But apparently this is happening on other carriers, too. I, yeah, it's a thing in Europe. Yeah. That, that we're saying, I mean, 
uh, all over the Europe or like specifically at, uh, in the UK? Or? I, I think it's just specific carriers in, uh, in Europe. Okay. And uh, uh, off the top of my head, I can't tell you which ones, but I remember reading uh, um, uh, an article that said the problem started there and, uh, and it involved T-Mobile's parent company. And, uh, and then it uh, started showing up in the U S. So here, here, I'm sorry, this was, this is, I didn't, I just, just saw this in the, an article here. This, uh, uh, so when it was released, uh, iOS 15.3 beta two, uh, the original error message only says that the user's cellular plan does not support iCloud private relay. The new message asks the user to first check the cellular settings on the iPhone. And then you go into there and actually check, uh, the cellular settings to make sure that it's not been turned off. So always a dilemma here between companies and pointing fingers mm-hmm. at everybody. <laughs> um, but I, you, you guys use the service. I've been, I've turned it on on my iPhone and uh, I, I, I like it. Uh, I have it turned on on my iPhone and my iPads and, and uh, uh, I, I have had no trouble. I haven't even tried to use it yet. Honestly. Yeah, um, the warning that you get that it could cause problems with specific websites I haven't run into that issue at all. It's it, it's as if it's not running. It's that transparent. Yeah. Is there has there been any delay that you? Nope. Okay. Okay. So just uh, be aware of that. Uh, again, notably, it was T-Mobile. I'm I'm a T-Mobile customer, and uh, I know you guys are other other carriers, but uh, no, I'm. T- um, are you T-Mobile? Yeah. Okay. I know uh, Jeff, you're uh, Verizon. I'm AT and T. AT and T. AT and T. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So, but just just be aware of it. Okay. And now let's move on to some fun discussion. Um, iPhone. iPhone was introduced on January 9th, two thousand seven. Steve Jobs was on the at the Moscone Center in, in San Francisco at the Mac World Conference back of that day. And, uh, I went back and even watched the, the introduction again, uh, the introduction of it again. And that was just the greatest thing in the world. Jeff, you were lucky enough to be there in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I have a picture of you drooling over the, uh, the iPhone. <laughs> it's in our show notes. I should share it here on the video too, that, that Mike Pelpont was kind enough to share with us in Facebook, but, uh, um, okay, here it, it was, it was, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful day. So it, it was, ahead. it was that a really be. fun day. And the backstory on that photo, uh, trying to get to that case to look at the iPhone after the, the keynote was, oh. I mean, it was difficult. And I finally get up to where I can see it, and, I, and I'm looking at it, and a photographer from, I want to say it was CNN, but I'm not completely certain. It, it, was, it was one mm-hmm. of the, the big news outlets, asked me to pose, and, uh, and I'm like, sure. And, uh, and so I look at the, at the phone, and he's like, no, no, no. Do this. Lean like this. Okay. Put your chin at this angle. So that is a very uh, uh, well-crafted photo by a professional uh, journalistic photographer. And he got exactly the shot he wanted. And, um, um, and, it, and clearly it worked well because this photo for 15 years still shows up in articles on a regular basis. 
Okay, so I can't really truly give Mike full credit. I mean, for you this can photo. give Mike he credit for uh, for for saving it. it so that he could share it later. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to be sharing this for the rest of my life here. I got to keep it in my files so we could we could we could always have fun looking at that photo. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it, I, I you still can't get that in, in, in out of your head when Steve Jobs is saying it's it's an iPod, it's a phone, it's an internet communicator. Are you getting it? You know. <laughs> When he when he did that, and we all got it. I mean, seriously, it, it was it was like the air temperature dropped ten degrees in the room. All the air was sucked out. the The hairs on your arms stood up completely, you know, just like straight. And the collective gasp was, uh, I mean, it was loud, and it I mean, it was a. A surreal experience when everyone got yeah. it because, like, the whole room was like, oh, all at the same time. I kind of, you can kind of hear it on the video too. It's it, there's so many derivative versions of it out there on YouTube. Mm -hmm. but, uh, if you watch the full the full event, it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. There, there was uh, a covering it. Was like, the, oh, go ahead. That was like, guy, were you, um, MacWorld Expo that I went right. to in San Francisco and. So you were there too? I was there at the keynote. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually in a, uh, a documentary called Mac heads at about the six minute, about two to three seconds. He's, he's got a, the, the, the timestamp, right? We've got to go back. Well, it's important to remember that timestamp. Yeah. My brother, my brother, Larry was there as well. And he, they got both of us. They got both of us in that shot, but yeah, it was, it was. And it, I remember, cause I was there with, um, with uh, Tim Robertson and you know the rest of the people from mymac.com and we all kind of left this left the uh uh the conference area and we're trying to make our way to where the phone was and it was like oh oh yeah there it is it's 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 that little dot of light that that's over there in the corner we couldn't get anywhere near the damn thing until like the next day but yeah. it was it was an amazing event and i you know, I mean, because I went to the last seven Macworld Expos, and I don't think there was a better keynote than that one uh, in the entire I, seven years. I agree. It was, yeah. yeah. stopped going in, what, 2009, 2010 is when they ended participation with it. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. And there was, I mean, there was just, there was no topping that. You know, even when the iPad came out, they're just, they're just, wasn't anything there that that you could say oh okay well that was like the iphone but there it, there wasn't there just wasn't anything like that yeah i, I yeah. agree the iphone reveal was the pinnacle for apple keynotes at macworld then did that uh, now jeff did you own a, the, the first iphone because i did not i i did okay and that guy did you no my first one was the 3gs that's yeah. a good first the first model Mine get. was the three G, and I never and I never stopped since that time. Like, in fact, I I have a I, actually the poster behind me here. That that, that poster right behind me. Here, that's a uh, the evolution of iPhone right there. I just put that. I just got that uh, about a couple months ago, and uh, shows every iPhone ever made. And I go through this list and like, holy crap! I I owned every single one of these. I don't. The only phone I didn't own was the five C, and then none of the smaller phones. I've always had the big ones, starting with the six plus. So I got. Holy crap! I owned every one of these. 
except the first one. I did not own the first phone because I just didn't. I was still on Sprint at the time, and I hadn't uh, wasn't ready to switch, and and also wasn't ready to spend six hundred bucks on a phone. Which um, now is funny, considering that your your iPhone thirteen Pro was probably eleven to thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah, it was. So, but also, you know, I have a better, a little better salary income, income that can afford it back than mm-hmm. uh, going back that many years. So, uh, well, you know, fifteen years ago, you know, so. even if you bought um, uh, that, well, it was what like the first three iPhones, I think. Um, when you bought those, you paid your full price for them. And then you paid for it again because AT&T was charging you the subsidized cost. Right. And, uh, and so you paid that for the entire length of of owning the phone. So you paid for a phone you already bought. Yep. Yeah. Those subsidies are long gone, long gone. Yeah. We can thank T-Mobile for that. Yes, we can. And I'm probably happy to be with them. So, so I, I want to kind of go over what what the iPhone uh, had briefly, what uh, what it ha- what it did not have. And we think about it, we take it probably take it for granted today these days, um, and the fact that it did not have that. Uh, you know, notably, and I'm going order here. I have an article in, from Mac Rumors about this, but the, the the first thing that really stood out to me was copy and oh paste. Oh my god! Yes, I don't know. How, I don't know how the hell you could have. You could have functioned how you could function. I mean, copy paste didn't even come on until 2009, so it was it was two full years. of 3G and the 3GS did not have copy and paste, um, and that that's was that's why uh, we jailbroke. That, that was yeah, we and we jailbroke those phones because we wanted to copy and paste. I always I mentioned it to you too is the other reason, other thing with us, uh, those of us who were doing presentations wanted to be able to share our screens, and now it's like nothing. I mean, you could do it easily sharing your screen mm-hmm. through AirPlay and, and other uh, other ways. Uh, everybody wondered how does Steve Jobs get that cable to get that hooked up to the iPhone to get it to be able to show on the screen? We want that. And again, the, the jailbreaking, yeah, you were able to do, you were able to to, to get that to work, and um, that stands out to me too. That it took a long time until they, fi- till they finally opened it up uh, for it to be uh, the shared wire, you know, over the over the network and be able to do mirroring. Um, so. Uh, I was about that. It was like at least four, three or four years or five years. You couldn't, you you couldn't do it until they finally uh, added uh, mirroring or, mm-hmm. uh, to do it. Um, but it didn't have an app store. All the apps were all core apps. It was just wow. I mean, no. I guess everybody liked those phones. That's all you need was web apps. I I, I remember that Prezo. All you need are web apps and yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, and that's people doing. Yeah, boo. We want our own apps. Um, so, and then there was no front camera, so you couldn't do selfies. So you had to, you know, turn it around. And what was that? But everybody, I remember, I remember everybody cheering. Uh, they when you, oh yeah, it has a two megapixel camera. <laughs> uh, it, and it also did not do video recording, which didn't make it to the 3GS. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I, I was excited when that uh, that finally came on to be. Um, uh, it didn't have a flashlight because it didn't ever had the light uh, in the in the rear camera. So that's why. Well, even even no apps, you still didn't have a flashlight. So what did you do? Um, uh, when the App Store came along, then there was like bazillions of f- flashlight apps, including ones that were you know not so desirable, scummy wear, malware type ones that slept through. Um, didn't have a GPS until the 3G. Uh, 
the home screen wallpapers you couldn't even touch for for a year. Um, uh, but you know what? People like the fact that you could um, uh, that you could uh, take the uh, that you could take uh, when you opened up the the, uh, the phone for the first time and being able to slide the uh, the bar all the way across uh, and it, it was it was like satisfying, wasn't it? You yeah. be able to slide that across to uh, to to get that to to open. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there were so many things that Apple did with those early iPhones that now we take for granted or that seem uh, antiquated. But at the time, they I mean, they were like these revolutionary, really cool new things. And, and being able to do that slide with your finger across the screen was, uh, yep. was this cool, cool new thing. It was. Um, and then AT&T had exclusivity for, what, five years? It was a long time. Way too um, long. Way too long, because Verizon got at them in 2011, and then all the other carriers followed suit uh, shortly thereafter that. Um, so, um, boy, boy, what a cool... Well, I'm sorry, it was singular at the time, right? Singular wireless. Yeah, well, it was AT&T. singular, but by the time the iPhone was officially available, it was AT&T, was AT&T. because the whole deal yeah, was they, done. They changed the name, so... Um, and... Uh, the connector was a 30 pin connector, which was the, you know, was around for quite a while until it went to the lightning connector uh, in 2012. Um, Do you remember how people the, freaked out oh, at switching to the adapter. lightning connector? People have those 30 pin to, to lightning. I probably have one in a drawer somewhere that, that, that adapter that <laughs> adapted it to the light. I, I got this one 30 pin connector. I don't want to lose it. Uh, so they would get the adapters. At least Apple was nice enough to create the adapters. They didn't have to, and, but they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Stoop, come on. The stupid – I don't know if this is Zoom or what, but my mic – We can – well, I can hear you. Go ahead. I was going to say that um, I think that uh, that the biggest reason why so, so many people freaked out was all of the accessories that they had clocks and we oh, had so many things. Yeah. And, uh, I honestly, I never missed the 30 pin connector. There, there wasn't, I, I can't recall that I had too much of anything beyond just the, the standard stuff, cables and whatnot with my, uh, my various iPhones up to that moment. Uh, I'm still, I'm still rooting for them to get rid of the lightning connector and, and yeah, Oh, we've been talking about that cross. So let's go, go Apple. Yeah, it was just just tremendous how much the iPhone has evolved in those fifteen of these fifteen years, and one of the most popular smartphones in the world. It really is. I mean, there's. No, no. I mean, I guess we're all biased because we're, we're 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 all Apple fans. Um, but um, I just I just don't see. Uh, in any other of any other real difference, and uh, uh, it just we could, we could keep going. You know, all the things that changed, and and uh, but uh, the current models, the 13 Pro, 13 Pro Max, are are, are absolutely phenomenal phones. I mean, the, the iPhones, the, are. the 12 was just as good as well. The last two years are just the camera technologies of just. I know I just opened up I opened up that photo of, of you. Uh, uh, Jeff and looking at the photos app on my Mac, I was like, and then look at some of the photos I taken with the uh, uh, with my iPhone 13 Pro Max. I was like, holy crap! How 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 uh, how insanely clear it is mm-hmm. and, uh, taking pictures of stuff. So, uh, but uh, happy birthday, to the iPhone! I think uh, I think it's uh, it, it it's it's going to just continue to 
be even more exciting and uh we'll uh, see how it goes here so um next story i want to talk about here and this this has really been in the press a lot lately and i just kind of want to get your guys take on it uh the air tag you know the air tag is a it was a, is a great that was probably one of the few new the products that were released in 2021 by apple uh and i think there it was it was a pretty pretty exciting product and the fact of the matter is uh, you know, and like, like, like a good example for me today is I couldn't find my work keys and I said, like, I remember where they were. And then I, I get my find my out and the literature was like, Oh yeah, it's in my coat pocket. I forgot. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so it, it really is a great thing here, but it continues to be a, a problem with unwanted tracking because what people are doing is they're taking their tag. They, they, they get it activated on their own device, but then they put it in an un, un, unwilling person's, uh, person such well, whether it be, you know, in a woman's purse or, or, you know, any other place or in cars too. That was the other big, big stories that, you know, people are trying to, 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 to steal cars and find out where they are and then, and do that crazy stuff too. So, um, and, uh, so it, 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 the, the, the one big article that stood out here, and this is actually linked into the New York times here. Uh, it was, uh, it was a, a gal that was uh, talking about the fact that it was in her in her purse, and, and someone had put in there to to uh, to track track her. And you know, it's supposed to notify some that notify you by Find My if you have an iPhone to say, hey, you know, there, there is an AirTag, an unidentified AirTag that's near nearby to you. Um, you know, you, you need to check. Uh, but in the case of, I believe it was a Sports Illustrated uh, model that that was uh, also as well complaining the fact that it took hours for it to finally realize it, especially as she was walking at night after being at a bar. Um, you know, so you got you get kind of scared of this. This this article too, uh, is a very similar type of thing where uh, it finally was doing some automatic beeping and telling her, oh yeah, there's someone had slipped this in my uh, in my purse, and this has been all over TikTok and Reddit and all over social media and the press. Uh, Jeff, what, what is your take on this? I, I think it's it's something that we ought to be a little bit concerned about, but, but we also have to be happy with the fact that Apple is doing a good job of, of actually identifying it versus what tile would ever do because we've had tile forever. So, yeah, I, I find it interesting, but not surprising that Apple is really getting hammered over privacy and security with the air tag um, right. because it's Apple tile was in the space for years before air tag ever came along and tile has never done anything to uh, to promote or create any sort of system for safety and privacy at all. And even with the AirTag coming out, they still have done nothing. So while people are saying, oh, my God, there was, there was an AirTag that someone dropped in her bag, this is horrible, and Apple needs yeah. to do something. Okay, yes, it's horrible, and it's crappy, and no one should ever do stuff like this, ever. It's just wrong. But she got a notification. If that had been a tile tracker, she would not ever. And uh, and while people are saying, yeah, but not as many people are using tile as are using AirTags, I don't think that's right. I think there's still a lot more tile trackers out in the wild than, than AirTags. But the way the, the AirTag connects to the different iPhones gives AirTags a leg up in, in trackability. That, however, isn't as big a leg up as it used to be because uh, because Tile made that deal with Amazon for Sidewalk. So now 
anywhere that there's a uh, 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 echo. Yeah, that's that's like at least uh, I I think it goes back like five or six years for the devices that support sidewalk. Um, Then that's giving you that same mesh cover that you would get with iPhones. So, hey, what, do you, what do you think, uh, Guy? Is, is, is this something that, that Apple is doing a good job uh, with, uh, with with protecting our privacy and just this is being overblown in the press and, and, and social media? I th- Yeah, I think it's being overblown. I think that um, there's really not much more that Apple could do in regards to having a device that not only you can use to put on something – but to have a way to be able to uh, have it connect up to anonymously through different networks so that it can get back to you and say, well, this is the approximate location for, for this device. And the fact that, that they're including any kind of security at all. Yeah. And you know, if, if they had not included it and this all started happening, then, okay. I could see where, where people could be, become very, very upset about it. But Apple did their homework. They, they took the time and they took the trouble to create a way to protect the people that not only use these kinds of devices, but would have these kinds of devices used against them. And there's really nobody else that's doing the same. Like Jeff said, you know, tile has, has never bothered. And we don't, we actually don't know how many vehicles have been stolen because someone put a tile tracker on it or some other kind of GPS tracker on it. There's no way to know because it's not sensational enough for anyone to report on. Yeah. And that's exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that AirTag is actually the worst choice you can make. If you want to put a clandestine tracker on someone, because this is the one that at some point is going to alert you that you're being tracked. Yeah, I mean the the gal that was that was mentioned in the New York Times article, they actually put an AirTag behind her license plate. I mean, so it's it's lodged back there. Yeah, granted, it fits in there. I mean, a tile could fit in there too. I mean, what's to stop to stop that from tracking? Yeah, somebody? you can get a thinner um, tile than yeah. uh, than the AirTag, so you can fit tile in places that you can't put an AirTag. Yeah, but. Yeah, closing the, on this, uh, you know, kudos to Apple. I think they, they, they put some protections in place, albeit I can't say it's 100% perfect. You know, the, the example I just gave about the, it took a few hours. Um, but, uh, the fact that, uh, it, uh, it, they do protect us, um, uh, and protect from anybody doing it. Um, you know, kudos to them. Kudos to them. Um, next topic I want to talk about a little bit here is, uh, Apple actually, um, released a, uh, a press release or on their, in their newsroom, uh, highlighting uh, services and, uh, it, it, as, as they say in the article, as, as they say in the press release, uh, it's, it enriches people's lives through the year. So 2021, there was a lot of, a uh, lot of, uh, strives towards what services have really done this year. Um, and the growth of it is just, is just exponential. I mean, it's just, it's insanity where, where Apple really has been with all the services that they have, uh, including, uh, the App Store, Apple Music, uh, Air, Apple Maps, Air, Apple Pay, you know, a- a- Apple News, Apple Podcasts, Apple Fitness Plus, 
Apple TV Plus and Apple Arcade. It just goes on and on. They were smart when they came out with their bundles. I mean, I'm a, I'm a happy bundle uh, uh, subscriber, and I share it with my family, and they get the benefits of, of being able to access all this stuff that they have. Uh, the, I have the Apple One Premier bundle, 30 bucks. You can't beat it, and you just share that. Um, and uh, uh, the fact that uh, over, uh, a year ago they've they, they, they've stood over two hundred billion dollars a year ago in services that's just just phenomenal. You know, don't don't you think, Jeff? It's just wow. I mean, where the worst the worst services have come. Thinking back in the old days of uh, 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 mobile me and <laughs> a lot of other horrible services that Apple had in the past, uh, it, they've really come a long way. They have, and if uh, anyone is questioning if uh, whether or not Apple is a services company, they are. I mean, mm. they're they're also a hardware company, but yep. they are are clearly a services company as well let me let me ask you both something um if apple tomorrow came out with a podcast service where they would host podcasts as well would you consider dropping your current provider and and moving all of that to apple i i would have to see exactly what's involved because like if it was done like Anchor, no, wouldn't consider no, it at all. Oh, no, God, no. No, no, stay away from Anchor. If it was yeah. done the way Spotify is, no, because uh, Spotify, I mean, their, their system is uh, uh, not as friendly as it should be to podcasters. Okay, well, I mean, something. But I would consider it. Podbean or. I would do some of the other some of the other services that you can actually that actually host podcasts. Yeah, Podbean, Blueberry, like uh, Lipson, Lipson. That's I use. Yeah, uh, Castus. Yeah. What if they came out with like a live streaming service similar similar to Streamyard or uh, Riverbend or or some of these other ones? That I'd are- consider it. I consider it, but I just don't see Apple don't diving into that type of market. I just just don't see okay. it. I could see. I mean, they, they have subscriptions already for for the, those who want to add the subscription model for Apple Podcasts now. Um, but if it's a type of service as you're describing, like like we, we just mentioned of all these services, and for those of you who aren't podcasters, you don't know what the heck we're talking about here. Those are those are the services that we use to to bring you our, our shows each oh, week. Uh, audio files and video files and all the. Audio files and yeah, so you 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 have to have a service in order to do that. So, and Apple's big enough that they could they could conceivably do it. Um, but you're, you're starting to see everybody else get involved. In it. I mean, Facebook's doing it now, where you can have your podcast be highlighted uh, and and get to hear full episodes, you know, through through their services. So it's all fed, it's all fed through the RSS feeds. And actually, um, they're not actually hosting the files. No, they're they're pulling it from RSS feeds. Yeah, so that's. That's what I mean. I would, I would, I would love to see Apple get into that space. I, I would love to see Apple go into podcasting in a big way, much bigger than than they have currently. And it's crazy that I think that they haven't, since they were the ones that really started the whole thing with the mm-hmm. iPod. Uh, I, I agree with you on that. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, now, uh, so guy. Your idea about Apple getting deep into all of it, I can see that happening. I I think it 
if they do this, it will be slower than uh, to us would make sense. But Apple does move slowly in places like this. And uh, and what I could see happening is that they start offering these as premium services that go along with people that are using the Apple podcast subscription feature and then grow it out from there. I, I could see it almost becoming like a competitor to YouTube and and have it be aggregated as well through the Apple TV hardware and software or just through the and, and through the application. That would be really cool. Extra content. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um so they're going to continue to evolve this. I think they're going to add more services as they, as you know they 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 did uh acquiring that classical musical service uh Prime Phonics, so you're going to see all these classical music lovers are going to now have another. There's another service that's going to be an addition if the, if they don't put it as part of Apple Music, they, it'll probably be it'll be you know joined with it. Uh, and um, you know more 3D maps are going to be are going to be evolving with the with the maps. The maps will continue to evolve, uh, albeit you know the maps still has I think some some work to do. Uh, there there's times where I I go and use it and it's like why would you go that way. <laughs> Uh, and there's a few people I've seen posted on uh, Facebook, uh, notably somebody in our in Mac to the Future group uh, that posted this and did a did a markup that says, "This is the arrow. This is where I should have went." And Apple, oh uh, yeah, Apple where it did it. this whole uh, thing around. Yeah, it was doing a big circle around wherever wherever he was located. So, um, but I have a I hypothesis on that. As yeah, long as we're ahead, here, uh, looking yeah. at the other symbols that were on the map. I think what it was doing was avoiding the stoplight, but because it's not smart enough to figure out that uh, stopping for this stoplight in a, on a short block is still going to be faster than going down a block, up a block, and then back over a block. Well, although it did work out for me well when I was on uh, on a tollway in Chicago area and driving and traffic started backing up uh, on, onto the, uh, towards where I was, I knew I was going to get off at. And, um, it says, well, get exit right here. And I was real close to the exit. And I'm like, okay, why are you taking me this way? And then I'm driving around. I was like, Oh my God, you're putting me out in the boonies here. I'm by a UPS depot and pull all around here. And then I said, Oh, that's what you're doing. You're pulling, you're, I'm taking the long way around to, to, to get back to that road that I was supposed to get to because all the traffic was backed up, uh, on the, on the tollway. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that one did work. So that was one of the examples, uh, with maps, but you know, like Google maps isn't perfect. Uh, ways people say, Oh, you should use ways. You should use ways. Oh, ways. And, you know, ways is good. I, I like ways. Um, however, Apple, Apple maps as a driving, a companion for lack of a better term has pretty much, Pretty much caught up. I find that that maps traffic avoidance system is easily as good as Waze is. is. Um, mm-hmm. I find that their notification system for incidents on the road, whether it's you know uh, p- police or accidents or construction, it, it's a much simplified interface because with Waze you've got to hit this one button yeah. and then you've got to hit this other button and then you got to hit another button. And then you got to hit report. Whereas with maps, it's like, okay, police, accident, construction, and that's it. You know, it basically, it's just there to say there's something ahead that, that the people behind you need to pay attention to. And 
it's okay. It doesn't have the granularity that Waze does, but when you're driving at 55 to 70 miles an hour down the road, trying to record a podcast, you don't need to know all those things. All right. Guys, daily drive. Um, all I have in my head, all I have my head in my head about Waze is the fact that it has Cookie Monster as a voice. I I rage deleted Waze years ago. Yeah, I don't use Waze anymore. Oh, I had so much trouble with it, and uh, and when I when I got rid of it, I was actually part way through a route, and it routed me off the highway, took me all around downtown Denver crazy route and i'm like i'm trusting this because i can see the traffic up ahead meanwhile you end up in the ocean <laughs> yeah which which is really hard to do here uh, but what it yeah. ultimately ended up doing was taking me back and putting me on the highway where i got off <laughs> it's like a circle and uh, and at that point i was like you know what i've had way too many problems with ways and yeah. uh, and i was swearing like a sailor and uh, and since I was just stuck in traffic and couldn't move, and it was safe to pick up my yeah. phone, I just uh, deleted the app off my phone mid route, and I was like, you know what, I'm done. You parted. That's okay. He parted ways. I I parted ways. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and then did. burned that um, bridge and never looked back. And on that note, <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap things up for this week. That was a great discussion. Thanks, you guys. And uh, let's uh, go ahead and uh, wrap up for this week. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at InTouchWithIOS.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. Uh, we have another way you could support the show. If you want, you can buy us a coffee. Buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash InTouchWithIOS. Make sure, you, like, like I does... Make, like, share, subscribe, uh, uh, so you're notified when uh, uh, live stream is happening or uh, on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash DaveG65, where you can also find and watch and listen to all the past shows. Uh, visit In Touch with iOS Magazine on Flipboard. I'm getting, a lot of, I'm getting some traction on there. People are enjoying that, where you can uh, find many of the topics we'll talk about. I will have all the links that we uh, talked about this week in Flipboard as well. Um, which we discussed, and you can flip through it. Um, you also can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts and many others. But uh, go to our website at intouchwithios.com where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. And uh, Jeff Gamut, thanks again for being here. Always enjoy having you. Where can everybody find you? Dave, thanks for having me back again. Uh, it's so much fun to get to hang out with you, and uh, and yeah. a bonus treat because guys here as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and guy, when your mic wasn't working, I was more than happy to put the words in your mouth for you. I know. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I, I've I've got your back. Doing that for th- almost thirty years, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it comes naturally. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jay Gamut on both. YouTube.com slash Jay Gamut for my videos. And uh, Tuesdays on Mac Voices Live. Thursday uh, uh, late morning on the big show. Friday earlier in the morning on the Mac show. And uh, sometimes here, uh, Apple Context Machine this week. I yes. um, did that with Brian Chaffin. Partner. Yeah. Uh, I get around. Yeah, you do. And I'll be on the Mac show with you tomorrow. Yes. Uh, and uh, Guy Cyril, thanks always for being here. Always a blast. Uh, where can everybody find you when your mic is working? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can reach me. I'm. Uh, I, uh, uh, words are hard. 
I am one of the hosts of the MyMac.com podcast along with Gazmez. You can reach me via email, guy at MyMac.com or, or podcast at VertShark.com. I am Mac Parrot and VertShark over on the Twitters. VertShark.com is the website. VertShark on YouTube. Skype number is plus one, area code 703-436-9501. Call that number, 703-436-9501, just because it costs me money. He's waiting for your call. <laughs> Operators are standing by. Yes. And uh, I want to thank everybody that's out there listening as, as he's just mouthing his uh, mic there. Uh, we really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the show. We had a lot, of, a lot of fun doing it. And we'll talk again soon. Mm-hmm.